What's happening, people? It's your boy, AJ, back like I never left with a brand new episode of Let's Talk About It. First and foremost, let me give my disclaimer. The music that you hear in the background, I do not own the rights to it, but as I say every single time, it is just the music fits the segment so well. Today's segment, we're going to be talking about the topic, why do good girls finish last? Uh, We have a guest with us today that's going to give us some information and some insight into her, her situations, and why she feels as though good girls always finish last. Uh, Today, we have Charlotte on the phone, and she's going to be helping us get through this. Shalette, introduce yourself. Tell, tell the world how you're doing. Hello, everybody. My name is Shalette. I'm doing good. Hope you're all having a good day. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into this segment. So Shalette says that good girls finish last. And I can kind of understand where she comes from with that. I mean, you know, it's the same uh, men saying good guys finish last because it seems as though sometimes our kindness gets taken for weakness and we'll have people that try to prey on us, try to use us and try to get over. So Charlotte, give me your insight. Why do you feel good girls finish last? Um, I feel that way because you were all, well, I was always taught that growing up, I was always taught that, you know, uh, don't belittle anyone. You know, if if you see somebody that's doing down and if you care about that person, you like that person, then you should, to me, you should be able to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to lift him or her up. You see what I'm saying? Just don't leave them down. But at the same time, like you said, they shouldn't take your kindness for weakness and, you know, use you. Okay. Now, and I and I, I get that. I definitely do. You know, I'm on a, I have some questions, you know. So, first of all, are you currently in a relationship? No, I'm not currently, currently in a relationship. Okay. Not currently in a relationship. Okay. Now... You say good girls finish last. You you feel as though you're a good girl, right? Yes. Okay. So if you don't mind, break it down for us. Explain to me what makes you a good girl. Outside of the fact that if you see someone down, you try to help them out. Outside of that, explain to me what makes you a good girl. Um. I can only speak for me, so I, I'm a good girl in the in the fact that um, I'm going to have your back 100%. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be sitting around, you know, t- telling the next person, you know, if we have a conversation, I'm not going to be sitting around telling the next person your business. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take care of you just like I would hope you would take care of me, and that's in all aspects of anything that you do. Okay. So I, I, I feel like, I just feel like I'm a good girl. Okay. 
So basically what you're saying is, is you got your man's back 100% no matter what. Right. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Now, obviously for you to say good girls finish last, you've gone through some things that have made you feel that way. Right? Right. So right. you've had some bad situations, some bad relationships, you felt as though the men, the, the man, men uh, that you have been with haven't really and truly treated you the same way that you've treated them. Right. Okay. So what has been your experience? Like what has been, give me uh, a exact, an example of your kindness being mistaken for weakness or the good girl finishing last. Okay. Um, I ha okay. One, one example is I was dating this guy. Um, you know, in, in, in these days and times, you know how economy is, you know, you're up one minute, you're down one minute, right? Right. So, um, you know, he fell down. He fell way down. You know, and um, I, di I didn't talk about him. You know, I, at, at this point in time, we were just friends. Okay. You know, I, I, I didn't talk about him, you know, and, you know, I went to him like, hey, you know, where do you need such and such, whatever. And, you know, whatever he needed, you know, if I had it, I was willing to give. So I let him... Um, you know, we, we, we were talking, so I, I, I just let him move in with me. Okay. You know, and like I said, like I said, he was, he was, he, and he was down for a minute, you know, he was down for a long time. And, and, and during that time, I was basically the breadwinner, you know, but when, when, but when he came up, when he got up on his feet, you know, it was like, oh, okay, well, I, I thank you for helping me. But then you turn around and then you leave and then you go help other people. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's how I feel. Like that's that, that's why I feel. You know, he took my kindness for weakness. Okay, so let me just kind of go into a little bit more depth with this particular situation. So you met a man, and y'all were friends, and at one point y'all started to date, right? Right. Okay. So in the process of y'all dating, he had some hardships. He fell down on his luck. And right. you did what you felt uh, was the best thing to do being a good woman was to support your man, keep him up on his feet until he's able to get back up by himself. Right. Okay. So, so far, I mean, all of this sounds good. And all of that sounds commendable on your part. And, you know, yeah, that's something that you would think a woman would say. Men are often called upon to be the, the support. Men are oftentimes okay. called upon to be the strong ones. Sometimes men fall in a situation where, you know, they need a little bit of strength from, from somebody on the outside where they can't do it themselves and they just need to, you know, somebody to believe in them enough to help them get back up. It happens, you know, 
So again, like right. I said, that's very commendable on your on your part. What I really and truly want to get to is because all of that sounds very clear cut. So what I want to get to is when did you start to feel as though you were being taken advantage of? Um, I felt like I was being taken advantage of as soon as he got up on his feet. Mm. Okay. Um, it was like, okay, you know, like he got up on his feet and then I went down on my feet. Okay. So it was like, okay, now I, I, I did this for you while you were down. Can I get the same in return? You see what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. And and and, and he and he never did. You know, he saw he started, you know, hanging out and you know, and all this and I was like, Okay. We still got bills to pay. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So uh, you 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 you're supposed to contribute to the household because you're here. Okay. One hundred percent correct. And I'm with you on that one. How long were y'all together? We were together for two and a half years. Okay. Y'all was together two and a half years. And how long did y'all live together? We lived together for about, about a year and a half. Okay. So, the year and a half time frame, you were the one that was taking care of everything, right? Right. Correct. Okay. Well, it was like, you know, like, mm, I'm going to say like the, he went down like maybe like the six months when he came into the household. Mm-hmm. Like the six months, he went down. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, and y'all were in a relationship. Y'all was officially dating and, and together with each other, right? Right. And you said that once... You feel like once he got up on his feet, he just kind of vacated, went and did his own thing, and leaving you in a position of still having to take care of things and maintain things, right? Right. While I was while I was at work at the time, you see what I'm saying? Okay. It's not so, like okay, yeah, yeah. So you you're leaving that part out. Okay. So at one I point I wasn't working at the time. Okay. So at one point you you felt you you fell down. And you wasn't working. Right. And you you looked at him to step up and do what he's supposed to do, what's necessary. Right. Okay. So, what was the relationship like? The, the, it, it, put a, it put a strain on the relationship. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we were still... In a relationship. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So. so um, okay. So there was a strain on the relationship, but y'all were still together, still living under the same roof. Right. Okay. Right. So. Before the situation happened, do you feel like y'all had a good relationship? Okay. You know, at, at, at the beginning, we had a we had a good relationship. Okay. 
So how long was the beginning? You know, I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, in the beginning, things were great. And then they got bad. How long was the beginning? Was the okay. beginning like three, four months and then things got bad? No, the beginning was it was it was it was a year. Everything was good in a year. And the, the, like the, like the first year of us meeting, everything was good, you know. And then, like I said, he fell on hard times, you know. So okay. you know, I came to the, I came to the rescue basically. And after that, you know, it was like well. I want to say, I want to say he was saying like, you know, uh, I don't want a woman taking care of me. I wasn't taking care of you. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So he was. I, I was just trying. I was trying to help you get up on your feet. I wasn't taking care of you. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But that's how he. But that's how he took it. Okay. So how how you you felt like he took it that you were taking care of him while he was down, you were taking care of him. And did he feel some type of way? Uh, he felt some type of way of you taking care of him, but your eyes, it wasn't you taking care of him. It was you doing what was necessary at the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So the relationship was good for about a year. Y'all lived together for about a year and a half. And then Things kind of went sideways. Tell me, like, give a description. Tell me, like, what the relationship was like when it went sideways. Um, when it went sideways is when, like I said, he got up on his feet, you know, and then I went down, and he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't doing the things that I would ask him, you know, to do. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, if, okay, if I had a bill that had to be paid and I only had, like, shit, maybe, what, like $60, and the bill probably was, like, 160 Instead, I, I, I would go to him, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I got a bill that's 160 and I only have $60. Okay. You know, could, could you help me? And it, and and that was an and, and that started an argument. Okay. okay. That, that started the argument. I mean, but you know, he he, he would give me the hundred dollars, but I shouldn't. You know, if I asked you for it, then you'd be like, "Oh, okay, here you go," because I've been helping you out. Then it's on the right for you to help me. Okay. So on this topic, good girls finished last and you gave me your breakdown you know the relationship how it went sideways and your what you were doing to maintain uh y'all situation and everything like that and uh basically what he wasn't doing so my i have a question though my question is when things go bad they don't ever just come out of the blue there's always signs of a person's true character there's always something that makes you pause and say okay what is this before it gets to the point 
of, okay, we've been in this relationship for 10, 15 years now, and I don't like who you are. Before it actually gets to that point, there are always signs. And more often than not, those signs happen very, very early on. You know, so my question to you is, did you notice the red flags? Did you notice the warning signs before this became a committed relationship? No, I and and honestly, I did, I I didn't, I didn't see the warning sign. Okay. I didn't see him. Okay. Now, what I have me me personally, this is just my experience. What I have found, this is me dealing with me and my relationships and the stuff that I've dealt with and been through. Those warning signs, if we don't notice them, it's because we chose not to. Because, like I say, warning goes before the destruction. Destruction. You know, and so if if we did not see a warning sign, it is because we chose not to see it. We ignored it outright because they're always there. And it may be something small in the beginning. You know, um, it may be, okay, I I can't afford to pay my cell phone bill. Can you help me out? Or um, I don't have enough money to put gas in my car. Can you help me out? Those are not necessarily warning signs, but you have to pay attention to patterns. So if today you say, hey, I don't have gas in my car I need to get to work. Can you help me out? And I go, oh, yeah, of course. Sure. No problem. You're my woman. I'm definitely going to do this for you. I'm going to put gas in your car. You don't even have to ask. And then tomorrow you say, uh, well, my cell phone is doing. I don't have the money. Can you help me out? Of course, I'll do that for you. And now a week has gone by and you're still saying, I don't have the money to do this. Can you pay this for me? That's a pattern. That's a warning. Right. And so at that point, it has to, I have to be the one to stop and say, okay, I, you know, I'm going to help you because we're together because I'm here for you, but I need to know what exactly are, are you doing with your money? Uh, has it always been a situation like this for you? Have you struggled to pay your bills previously before I came along? Were you struggling? If you were struggling, then have you thought about setting up a budget? See, this is how we help people without enabling people. And sometimes we confuse love for longing. And what I mean by that is we look at it, you know, when somebody comes along and they need us, And they, I mean, they really need us. Oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. Can you help me with this? Can you handle this for me? We stop looking at it as, oh, wow, this person really loves me. And we, I mean, I'm sorry, we stop looking at it as this person is longing for somebody to help them. And we start looking at it like, oh, this person really loves me. This person needs me in their life because we equate need with love. And this is not me getting on a woman bashing or anything like that. Cause I love uh, women, especially my black women, y'all are strong for real. And there would not be a us if there was not a you. So, but my thing is, is more often than not that maternal instinct kicks in for, for women and they need 
someone that needs them in some kind of way. I need you to need me. The more you need me, the more I want to hang on to you because it shows my uh, importance in your life. It shows the necessity of me. And so we ignore those warning signs because we don't see them as warning signs anymore. So with that being said, my next question is, when does accountability come into factor? Now, you broke it down and you said, you know, uh, the relationship started to go sideways. You know, I had to it, when I fell down and I needed help. If I went to him, it would be an argument and things like that. So my question is, is when the accountability come in? Because if this is how this person is acting when I need you, how many times do I come to you and say I need you? You're already showing well, me who you are and how you feel about me asking for your help. Even though I willingly gave you mine, you're showing me how you feel about me asking for yours. So how many times do I continue to come to you and ask you for your help, knowing how you feel about it? Okay, so then that's when your accountability should have kicked in. Right. I mean, okay, if, 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 if I'm still, you know, sitting here asking him for this or asking her for this, and, you know, it, it, it's going to start an argument, or like you said, if I give you some money for gas, and then the next day I pay your phone bill, and then the next week you want some more money, to me, that, that's when the accountability should come in. Okay, so... But, on, on, on my end, it, 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 it didn't come in like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. I mean, you know, that's commendable that you're able to say, no, I didn't take accountability for it. Because a lot of times, and, and I have been guilty of this myself, a lot of times we have that woe is me mentality. This person did all of this right. to me. You, This person treated me this way. This person. And... As opposed to us saying, you know, good girls or good guys finish last. When do we stop and say, oh, I didn't start the race on time. You know, it's, it's not that I finished last. It's that I started with anchors around my neck. I started the race, you know, running in the wrong direction. I didn't finish last. I chose last. You know, when do we say that? Because, right. because the fact of the matter is, you know, my grandmother uh, God rest her soul. She used to say this all the time. Uh, can't nobody kick you in your butt unless you bend over. You know, and so uh, if we want to if we want to stop being treated like a doormat, then it is up to us to stand up and dust ourselves off. We got to stop laying down for people. We got to stop giving people the power and the authority to treat us any kind of way, because the fact of the matter is, is when we start to notice patterns and we start to see true colors and true characters, it, you know, we have to be the ones to say, OK, look, I'm not feeling this right here. I'm going to step back until you able to consistently show me something different or I'm going to step back, period, and let you have it. You go ahead and you do you and let me do my, my own thing because this is not the road that I want to travel down. And until we actually get to the point of saying, look, let me be accountable for my own actions. Let me be accountable for what I keep allowing in my life. 
once we get to that point, then we can stop saying, you know, well, good girls finish last or good guys finish last. You know, it, 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 so, Charlotte, did you ever say to yourself, you know what? This ain't cool. I don't want this type of relationship anymore. No, I, I never, I never said that. Okay. I, I, I never, I never said it. I said it when, I said it when he didn't have my back. Okay. And then that's when I said it. Okay. So when you reach the point of him not having your back, that's when you were able to say, I don't want this type of relationship anymore. Right. Right. So at that point, when you decided you didn't want this type of relationship anymore, did you go to him and you say, you know what? I noticed this, 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 and this. And when I've needed you, you haven't been here for me. You haven't been willing to help me. It's always been an argument. I'm going to need for you to go ahead and get your stuff and go. Did you say that? No, I didn't. I didn't say that. Okay. I went to him and I, I went to him and I was like, my mama always said, uh, a person is going to always know. Uh-oh. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh, my alarm was going off. I went to him and I said, my mama always said, a person will know when they're tired, when enough is enough. And I told him, I said, I've had enough, you know, um, I supported you, you know, while you were down, you know, I, I, I kept the house going, you know, kept life, everything on. I did what I had to do. I said, but when it comes to you on your end, you know, now that I'm down, it's like, oh, well, should I, I'm about to go out and play basketball or should I, I'm about to go, you know, hang out at my mama's house or, or something like that. You know, and then when I ask you for something, it's always an argument. I just told him, I was like, look, I'm tired. I'm done. You know, I gave him a time period to leave. I said, I'm going to need you out of my house at, at this certain time. I said, if you can't help me when I'm down, then... You don't you don't need to be here because you didn't appreciate what you had, you know, while you were while you were down eventually you didn't appreciate what you had while you were down. Okay. So you went to him and you said, Look, I'm I'm tired of dealing with this. You have this amount of time to get out of my house and do your own thing. Uh, you know, for whatever reason you realize, look, if I'm gonna have someone in the house and still struggle, I may as well struggle by myself. You know, right. or, or whatever the case may be. So at that point, when you went to him and you told him that that was the end of y'all's relationship, basically. Right. Right. OK. So but but you still gave him the opportunity to live in your home. Right. Right. OK. So the the because time period. To go, well, I mean, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it is very commendable again. That you have that type of heart, that type of mentality, because you don't want to kick somebody when they're down. You right. know, that, and that's good. But the thing about it is, is, again, accountability. When does accountability come into factor? So if you have someone that has been really and truly riding your coattails while you climb to the top, um, you know, I don't I, I'm not really a, a big, huge Steve Harvey fan. But one thing that Steve Harvey said about uh success is there's always going to be people that go with you on your tr your road to success but
But you have to realize it's up to you to determine right. what role those Who people play those, yeah. in your life. So if you're, if uh, he said, you'll have some people that will help pull the wagon. You'll have some people that'll help push the wagon. You'll have some people that's just along for the ride. So if I'm, our road to success leads us up a hill and I'm pulling the wagon and then I got somebody that's pushing the wagon and then I got somebody that's sitting on the wagon riding. The only thing that you're doing is creating more struggle for me and creating more of a, of a, of a, of a bad situation for me. So me putting you off my wagon is not me, you know, turning my back on you. It's not me kicking you while you're down. This is me putting you up on your feet. See, the thing about it is, is what we need to realize, especially us, my people, black people, we need to understand that there is a huge difference between support and surrender. Like when we are doing everything for you, we are not supporting you. We are enabling you. When I'm the one that's carrying you and I'm the one that's doing all of this for you, I am not supporting you. I am hurting you more than you know. And in the process of me hurting you, I'm hurting myself. So if I say, look, I'm going to help you find a job. I'm going to help you find you a place to stay. I'm going to help you find you a car. This is me supporting you. Me saying you can stay with me as long as you need to until you that's not I'm not supporting you by doing that. This is me enabling you because we create comfort zones. And we get people in our lives that get used to those comfort zones. And now it becomes right. it, it becomes more of a of a situation trying to get you to move out of that comfort zone. So you had a man that you like, you're not helping me when I'm down, even though I helped you when you were down and you moved into my home and all of this. And now I'm done with this relationship, but you still allowed him to stay living there in the time period that he was still living there. Y'all not in a relationship where y'all still sleeping together. Yes. Okay. So that, that, that leads me to a topic that I, that I spoke on a little while back about loving the chains that bind us. We will create our own prison, our own cell, put ourselves in it and then have the key in our pocket and cry about being locked up. This is a cell right. that we created, a cell that we have the key to get out of, but we don't see the key. We don't see that we're the one that created it. We just see that we are in a cell. And so, you know, we are now bound. See, we need to, and also with with my people, we need to recognize the difference between bond and bound. You know, stop allowing people to put us in bondage because they need us and they make it they make it seem as though we need them. So y'all are together, y'all are living in a house together, y'all still sleeping together, but now you have given this man no recourse of a relationship. No, you don't, you have no stipulations to be with me, but I'm going to still let you live here. I'm going to still sleep when you, with you when you want to. So now there, I don't have any 
boundaries. I still get all of the goods from you without having to commit. So now if I choose to go out and sleep with five other women, you can't even, you don't even have the, the, a leg to stand on to get upset behind it because you've gave me, you gave me to go ahead to do this. I can get everything I want to from you because you said I don't have to move out right now. I'm going to give you a time period to move. I can continue to, you know, if I can't get another woman that's going to let me come and lay up on her, I can keep laying up on you because you still giving me the ability to screw you when I want to. And so I don't have to commit to you. I don't have to be in a hurry to do anything. I don't have to do any of that because these are anchors you've tied around your own neck. So it's not, it's not good girls finishing last. Again, it's a subject of why am I choosing to be last? See, we got to flip that question. Am I am I finishing last or am I choosing to be last? Why we you know the 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 question we have to learn to ask men and women, why do good girls, why do good guys choose to be last? We have, you know, a, a lot in us that says help, help this person, help this person. And we get to the point of helping them so much that we forget we need to help ourselves. And then, and and more often than not, just like in your situation, you did all of this helping him that you fail. You know, uh, we have to look at the detriment. I was, um, I was watching this show and um, this guy gave an analogy about running a race and he showed how him and his partner was running this exact same race. And he, his partner, he was encouraging his partner to finish first to win the race. And he was expecting his, his partner to do the same type of encouragement, but he wasn't. And then his partner ran out of shoes. So he took his shoes off and gave it to his partner. Then his partner got thirsty. So the water that he had saved for himself, he gave it to his partner and then his partner got tired. So he put his partner on his back, even though he was tired and he kept running. And then he said, I did all of this. I got to the finish line and I fainted and passed. And my friend, my partner ran right past me and won. And he said, I was mad that it happened that way. And then I realized I should be mad, but not at my partner. I need to be bad, mad at myself because it was every one of my own actions that put me in the position to not finish my own race. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. So do we still say good girls finish last? Because we, we control the narrative. We control how people treat us. And the problem is, is that we don't notice, or, or I'm sorry, not, we don't, it's not that we don't notice. The problem is we choose to ignore warning signs. Right. Right. So do y'all still have contact with each other? 
Okay. So what type of... It's not sexual because I mean he 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 he's he's a movement he moved now okay he's gone you know but it, you know we still hey how you talk on the phone hey how you doing and you know how you how was your day okay and that's it all right now I'm gonna tell you I had a segment when I uh, on my show I had a segment where I said stop leaving the door open a crack learning how to close the door completely on failed relationships. Now, uh-huh. I had the situation like with my kid's mother. Uh, I had to get to the point of learning how to completely let go. Like she had the ability to call and text when she got ready. You know, uh-huh. she can call me and text me and, sit on the phone if she chose to not sit on the phone if she chose to it was too much control that i gave to her and so i got to the point of feeling like okay maybe i should try to work it out maybe but it wasn't you know i didn't do anything to end it So why should I be the one trying to fix it, trying to work it out? And when we leave those doors open, just a crack, you know, enough for them to get their foot in. That's enough for them to step in and try to either get themselves back in the position of being where they were in the beginning in our lives or trying to destroy what we have been able to rebuild now that they are gone. You know, like you have to look at it like this right here. If, you know, we, we more often than not, we try to hold on to a friend, even if the relationship ended, we try to hold on to a friendship that wasn't there. Like we stop looking at the fact that, oh, you were disrespectful to me. We stop looking at the fact that, oh, you cheated on me. You were verbally abusive to me. We stop looking at all of that and we try to find the best in people. But trying to find the best in them is what got us to the position of holding on to a relationship. You know, so so how often do you guys talk? Um. We don't talk every day. You know, we talk maybe like, what, two, three days out of a week. Okay. Two or three days out of a week. It's seven days in a week. Y'all take three days out of Uh a week. So half of the time, half of your week belongs to him. Whether you realize it or not. Half of your week belongs to him. So let me ask you this question. Um, You said that you're not currently in a relationship, right? Right. Okay. So... If you were to get into another relationship, do you feel as though what you have, the bond that you have with this other person is strong enough so that you don't feel you have to step away from him once you're in a relationship? Oh, no. Yeah. Once once I'm in a relationship, I'm going to step away from him. Okay, so if you if you have the weather with all to say, I'll step away from you once you're in a relationship. That means that you're not important enough to me for me to jeopardize my relationship. So if you're not important enough to me to jeopardize my relationship, how could you possibly be important enough for me to continue hanging on to you now? What value do you bring to me now? You understand what I'm saying? I guess because like, like now I, 
right now, like I said, I'm not in a relationship right now, so oh. I don't I don't see anything wrong with like communicating. You know, call it, calling and you know, hey, how you doing? You know, and okay. How was your day? I I don't I, I don't personally I don't personally I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Realistically, be honest with me, okay? Do right. who who calls who more? Do you call him more, or does he call you more? He call, he calls me more because he he work he's working out of town and he works you know he drives trucks so he's calling me more okay like to even like like stay woke and like if I'm sleeping and he on the road he'll call me you know he be like oh hey you know well I'm getting a little sleepy and we'll talk you see what I'm saying okay just to keep him woke okay so then my question is you're doing that to be a good friend right. Right. Okay. So whose job is it once you have a relationship? Once you're in a new relationship, whose job is it to keep him awake then? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. See, because it's that's what's gonna I, be my job then. I know what you're saying. It's not gonna be my job then. But how is it your job now? That's that's actually what and I'm saying. And right and and, it, and it's not my job now. It's not. Right. You know, it's just that I don't. I don't want. I don't want no hurt, harm, or danger to come on this man. Okay, but that's you know, what he, I'm saying. Even even though I even even though you know the relationship ended. You, you don't want. I, I, I don't want nothing happen to him. Okay, you don't want want hurt, harm, or danger coming to him. Do you pray? Yes, I pray. Okay, then that that's your obligation right there. Pray. And I mean, and I'm being very real because like I said, I'm, a, I'm talking to you the way I would want somebody to talk to me because I've gone through it and I've dealt with it. We, you know, like I said, it's not our job. It's not our responsibility to try to foster a friendship now if we didn't have one in the beginning. See, if you were able, if you felt comfortable disrespecting me while we were in a relationship, if you felt okay using me while we were in a relationship, if you felt okay sleeping around on me, if you felt okay verbally abusing me, if you felt okay doing all of that while we were in a relationship, then my question is, is were you a friend to me? If you could do all of that to me, if you could see me in the midst of my struggle and still say, I don't want to have to help you. I don't want to do this. If you can see me doing that are you even a friend to me? So if you wasn't a friend to me, then why is it my job to foster a friendship between us now? See, this is what I'm saying. We get to the point of those of loving the chains that bind us. We'll try to keep just enough of the of a foothold, just enough of, uh, of the door open for them to be able to peek in every now and then. Or not not even just for, for them to peek in. We'll keep enough of the door open for us to be able to peek out at them every now and then. We'll try to find reasons to, to garner a connection. We'll try to find reasons to have this person in our life. We don't have anything. There was nothing between us prior to us ending our relationship. Now, when when y'all were still living, when he was still living under y'all under your roof, and um, 
you know, the relationship ended. Y'all were still sleeping together. Was he sleeping with anybody else? No, he wasn't. Okay. So he wasn't sleeping with anybody else. This is what he, this is what he was telling you. He wasn't sleeping with anybody else. And uh so at any point at any point was he going outside of the relationship? No, be be honest not. with me. Okay, so so if he was if he was such a faithful person to you that he didn't even sleep with someone when y'all weren't together, he was this faithful to you and he was this uh, uh, he was this committed to a specific lifestyle. So you meaning to tell me that the only bad thing about y'all's relationship is the fact that you were helping him and he didn't want to help you. I mean, we, 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 we had more, you know, it was more to the, you know, helping me, him not helping me and I'm helping him. It was more to that, you know, like, fam, you know, family, Jesus, my family was getting in the way and, you know, because I, I, I believe that if you like somebody, you like somebody. Your family doesn't have to like them, but they have to respect. You see what I'm saying? Okay. If I'm going to be with you then, and my family don't like you, that's on them. They don't have to like you. I have to like you. That's but absolutely true. You. That's absolutely true. So, and, see, and, 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 and that factored in with, you know, with what we got going on, too. Okay. So, the problem was that your family didn't like him, right? Right. So was there any reason for your family to not like him? Well, my family didn't like him because, you know, they, they, they knew him. They knew him. You know, when they, when, they were, when they were growing up, he was growing up. You know, uh, I was just a baby, you know. But but they all well some of my some of my, my sisters and brothers they all the same age as he so they they grew up you know they grew up around him and his family okay I just grew up know I just grew up knowing you know his mom and one of his a couple of his brothers okay like I said I I, I knew him but I didn't know him until a mutual friend introduced us okay all right. So, no. And then, my, and then when my when my family found out that you know when my family found out and they was like oh so you talked to him well you know he used to be this and he used to do this and he used to do that and blah 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 this and all that and then, and then I stepped in and I was like well you know everybody have a past okay everybody has a past okay everybody has a past you're one hundred percent right you know and it is not our family's job to tell us who we should and shouldn't be with. Yeah, you're 100% right. correct. Now, again, I feel like something is being left out. I feel like something isn't being said because if you if you ended the relationship, if you went to him and you said, oh, listen, I'm tired of this and I'm ending this relationship and you ended the relationship solely based on the fact that he wasn't helping you, I feel like there's more. 
you know what? That's my time, though. Uh, we're going to have to pick this up and we're going to have to do a second segment because I feel like the listeners didn't get everything that they needed to hear. So, but anyway, uh, that's our time, y'all. We're going to go ahead and close out this segment. I want to thank Charlotte for giving us her input and uh, her feedback on her situations and everything like that and the stigma of good girls, good guys finishing last. Um, I hope that something was said that's going to help somebody to at least pause and take a look at their own situations. Uh, Before I leave you, I want to say this. Love is not a death sentence. And what I mean by that is we are not solely based on loving somebody. We are not bound to stay or committed to forever just based off of loving someone. See, the first thing that we have to do is we have to get to the point of knowing somebody. You'll never know somebody completely. So each and every day is a journey to learning them and them learning you outside of just loving them. People, we got to like each other. There may be days when you don't like me and I don't like you back. But if those days outweigh the days where we do actually like spending time with each other or we like being in each other's presence, then there's a problem. We have to be able to see the warning signs because sometimes they fall on us like a ton of bricks. God is going to always warn us when we have chosen a path that is not conducive of a positive outcome. God will always warn us. He won't prevent us because we still have that free will. But trust me, he will always warn us. And it's up to us to look at those warning signs and pay attention and then decide if this is something that we want to continue into. Uh, Just like always, if you guys want to have some feedback about this particular topic or if you have a topic that you would like to discuss yourself, you can always hit me up. You can email me a Vincent 33 at Gmail. Dot com And again, I ask if you're going to email me, email me directly from your personal email. That way I have the ability to offer feedback and reply. Uh, you can email me with your with the topic that you want to discuss uh, the point of contact. If you want to be anonymous, we can do that as well. Or if you just want to use your first name, we're always going to do that. But again, remember, people, love is not a death sentence for real. So until next time, man, y'all have a good one. I'm out of here like a bad year.